Welcome back to the Second Look Podcast. Today is our annual Page Turners episode where Lacey Moody and Jennifer Wilson talk all things books, fiction, nonfiction, family, audio, and everything in between. This summer, they're joined by Meryl Skipworth, who works alongside Jennifer in the Growing Place Library. Happy listening and happy reading. Okay, I'm Jennifer Wilson. I run the Growing Place Library, and I am here with some book friends who are going to introduce themselves, and then we're going to just have a grand discussion about all the things that we have read this year, the things we're looking forward to reading, and um, offer up our recommendations and our reactions to some good stuff. So take it away. I'm Meryl Skipworth, and I work with Jennifer in the library also. I'm Lacey Moody, and I'm an avid reader. With a bookstagram yes, called... Yes, yes, yes. So it's at Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, Moody Reads. Um, and I share, you know, books that I've read and reviews. Um, yeah. Anyway, I enjoy doing it, and it's fun to, to talk books on the internet sometimes. And we have an Instagram page for, this, mm-hmm. you know, the thousands of you who don't know, mm-hmm. um, which is called what, 2PC Library? Uh, at 2PC Library. Yeah, with, and a lot of times we'll tag or whatever repost um, stuff that Lacey's yeah. done yep mm-hmm. yeah so we're we appreciate that Lacey's an avid poster yes we can just pilfer <laughs> she's a great from recommender her. yeah <laughs> we can recommend we can pilfer from her um okay in years past Lacey you've kind of been the queen of the podcast and, and you've kind oh, of directed no. what a title <laughs> where's you, my crown you, oh yeah um wouldn't you rather have chocolate uh, I'll take both things. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have kept us on track. Yeah. So I don't know. How do we want to do it this year? Yeah. Let's talk. So I think it's helpful to talk, you know, nonfiction books, fiction books. Um, we can discuss kind of what audiobooks um, as well. And then we can sure. talk about what we're currently reading and what we hope to read over the summer. And sure. hopefully um, all of y'all listening will find, you know, at least one book that you're interested in, I think would be a success um, just to stock your reading list for the summer. All right. Nonfiction. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, the books that I'm going to talk about today, I've read since January. So you're not going back farther? No, no, okay. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think I'm just doing since January, but I recently finished Liturgy of the Ordinary. Oh, yeah by Tish Harrison Warren. So this is an old book. I feel like um, I have heard people recommend it for years now. It's, you know, green with a peanut butter and jelly on the front. Um, And it was just lovely, y'all. It taught Tish, um, talks about finding the gospel in the most mundane moments, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's um, doing laundry, making grocery lists, or at work, um, or in motherhood, or in marriage. Like, I I really feel like this book is for everybody at each stage. You could Mm -hmm. find a a little, you know, gem of wisdom, yeah, or just comfort. Um, Anyway, I just really loved it. It's a book that I'll come back to. I happened to be reading this during the Grizzlies playoff. Um, and I don't know if y'all are uh, basketball fans. Oh, yeah. but Only during playoffs. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the the chapter on sleep came after, like, those, you know, we Some were playing really the, the Warriors. Yeah, yes. the West Coast games. And I, I truly, like, almost cried just because I was like, yes, sleep is important. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I'll definitely be going back and revisiting the book for sure. Have y'all That's read funny. it? I have it, and I've okay. read parts of it and have really enjoyed it. It's yeah. one of those I have kind of keep out and keep dipping into. Yeah, yeah. I um, have the – I think I saved the e-copy through Scribd. I think it's like in my list of mm-hmm. things that I plan to read one day. Mm-hmm. The library is supposed to have a copy. I feel like someone checked it out during or before COVID, and it, it lives at their house now. Yeah. So I guess I'll be buying another copy. Yeah, that would have been – or, I mean, it's always – I feel like that would have been very helpful during COVID. Yeah. But helpful I think, now. I think so. they still have it. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's bringing, copy. bringing them yeah. joy. Um, okay, and then I have, I have three more nonfiction I'll okay. mention. So I also finished um, Jen Wilkin. I think it's her newest book, um, Ten Words to Live By. Mm-hmm. Um, go, mm-hmm. have, it's going through the Ten Commandments. Um, I always love Jen um, and the way that she writes. Just – really resonates and it's not too um too heady she's very clear yes and practical and um you know sometimes theological books can be a little bit in the clouds for my little uh pea brain and so i appreciate just like a very tangible um easy to understand book and this was that and i usually describe her as very it's like approachable deep theology Yes, approach. That's a great, yeah, approachable. Um, anyway, so I read that, loved it, recommend. And then um, another one is by Nancy Guthrie. Same thing. Love her. She's so dear. Saints and Scoundrels. Uh-huh, I'm listening to it right yes, now. Yes, and y'all I, talked about it in the book club, right? No, um, Compass. I think Comp- did, oh, okay, did okay. it for Bibles. But I literally listened to the first chapter yesterday on a walk at Shelby Farms, mm-hmm. and kept reacting out loud. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I was walking and be like, "Holy cow." Holy yeah. cow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. I didn't know that as I'm walking. Now, were people looking at you? Uh, well, it was like 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. There were only like 20 people, I'm sure. So I almost tripped yeah, while well, reacting. There um, you go. So good. Yes, yes. She's always same as so Jen. Good. I love Nancy Guthrie so mm-hmm. much. Um, and then my last one is not a theological nonfiction. So it's by Mary Laura Philpot, who Meryl... Do you know her personally? I do. Okay. Um, uh, so I would love for you to jump in. At, like, I, I've read. So I, she had a memoir. It's a, Both of these are collection of essays slash memoir type books. Um, and the first one is called I Miss You When I Blink. Uh-huh. And then the most recent one is called Bomb Shelter. Uh-huh. I listened to both of these. And y'all, I can't stop thinking about them. They were so good on audio. Um so good and she talks the first one talks a lot um you know she she's a young mom when she she is in the first one and then the second one her kids are older like in high school and I think one of them's even maybe going to college and I laughed she's funny um I cried um she has this one chapter on aging and she talks about aging just with her children and then with herself and then with her parents Mm. and you know I've experienced you know my parents are getting older but my grandmother has dementia anyway I just Mm. I I, it was just it's one of those both of the books like when I was read listening to them there would be times I'm like wait you know you too you think this too like it was just so many things that uh, Mm -hmm. she put to words way more beautifully than I could Mm -hmm. um so yeah have you read them or tell me about what so we we went to like elementary school together okay. before she moved away, and okay. I didn't realize that's who it was when I was reading. I miss you when I blink, and she said something about listening, living in Memphis, and I thought, wait a second, and I you know got yeah. on her website and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my goodness, I 
knew you years ago mm-hmm. and uh, reached out via Instagram <laughs> and have connected. And she did a Zoom book club with my book club and came oh, in and how fun. talked to us. And anyway, I kept hoping she'd come to Memphis for Bomb Shelter for a book event. And nothing's popped up on the I calendar. Know. But I'm hoping, yeah. I'm still holding out hope that she's going to yeah. come. Um, Gosh, but I know thought, all the authors. I thought the same thing, I know. though, about yes. yeah. so many things she wrote. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. And mm-hmm. I could never... I've never been able to put it into mm-hmm. words, but mm-hmm. she put into words so many things that you mm-hmm. just are like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, okay, so I read her first one. I miss the you penguins. when I blink. <laughs> penguins with people problems. Oh, <laughs> which, oh. Is, <laughs> which is basically just like cartoons. Is it a children's book? No. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Oh my we did that yeah. one in book club too because it was somebody else in yes. book club who okay. was friends with her too. So yeah, anyway. super fun. So yeah, after reading these two by Mary Laura Philpott, she has a season pass for me. Like I yes. will read oh, good. read anything that she puts out. She just is lovely the way that yeah. she writes. So I love finding automatic mm-hmm. buy authors. Yeah, I yeah. Do. Okay, tell me about y'all. What um, have y'all read nonfiction this year? I didn't think that I had read very much, and I didn't. I mean, I went back farther than you. I went. I thought we had probably recorded in May, June last year, so I just picked up my Goodreads from that point and wrote down all the things that I had read. And I really, I mean, since COVID has started, my nonfiction reading has plummeted, and my superficial fiction beach reading has, like, blossomed, (laughs) not in a healthy and good way. So I didn't think I'd read very much, but going back through, I I mean, I actually have some that I've loved. I mean, like everybody else, Gentle and Lowly, Mm. read that when it came out. That one was fantastic. But then I followed it up with A Gentle Answer by Scott Sauls. I read that. And they pair together really Mm. well because with Gentle and Lowly, Dane Ortland is, you know, He's basically telling you Jesus loves you despite everything you think, everything you've done. He, his heart for you has always been gentle and lowly, and um, he is for you. And then you pair that with Gentle Answer by Scott Sauls, which actually is older than Gentle and Lowly. And Scott Sauls is saying, look, we live in this cantankerous, you know, what is the word for fighting, whatever, belligerent world where everybody feels like they have the right to be offended. And the last thing the world needs is a bunch of believers who were jumping in the fight and acting just as offended as everybody else. What Mm -hmm. the world needs is gospel believers who bring the gospel into these arguments, into the real world. They need us to respond to the belligerence with a gentle answer. Mm -hmm. And so it's like taking that love and and that gentleness that Christ has for the believer and and living it out in community, in the world, in in the midst of all the the yuck. So it was a great pairing, and it was accidental that I read them back to back, but it was really neat. And then there were two by Jeff Vanderstelt that we have in the library. Um, They haven't had a lot of Traction, which is sad because they're amazing, especially as we're talking about parish work, because one is saturate, the other is gospel fluency. And basically his premise is, you know, we saturate ourselves with the gospel in community, like small groups loving each other, having a you know, fellowship together and around the table and celebrating each other's birthdays, this, that, and the other. And he's very communally minded. And then he talks about in the second book, Gospel Fluency, he's like, what what we need is for the gospel to be such 
so integrated into our DNA that we're fluent in it. It's like, you know, you can Mm. take Spanish in high school for four years, but two weeks of complete immersion in Spain where you're not speaking any English gives you far more fluency than four years of textbook, you know, in America. So he's saying the same thing about the gospel. In order to become fluent in it, we've got to immerse ourselves in it. So really, two really great ones. And then I also read The Ten Words to Live By and um, Reading While Black by Esau McCauley. Um, black no, e- e- reading while black. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, he basically says in here, he grew up in the American South, kn- knowing firsthand the ongoing struggle between despair and hope that marks the lives of some in the African American context. And a key element in the fight for hope he discovered has long been the practice of Bible reading and interpretation that comes out of traditional black churches. And then he just goes on and talks about the ecclesial tradition, um, you know, juxtaposing the white church and the black church and how frequently um, evangelicals will look down on the way the black mm. church interprets scripture. And anyway, he just, it's, it was a really good, a good read. Um, I want to read. What was it again? It's called Reading While Black. It's by Esau McCauley. We have it in the library. I just, it's an area of of theology and community that I'm really weak in, Mm -hmm. and um, it got a lot of good press. And so I just cool. I listened to that one. I've listened to almost everything this year. Now, what do you (laughs) listen through? Do you you script? Script. Okay. Meryl got me hooked on script. Now, what's the difference between that and Libro FM? The same? So Libro kicks back money to local independent bookstores, uh-huh. which okay. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what their catalog is like with Scribd. I think Meryl has noticed this, too. There's tons of stuff that we would have in our library. Like ah. tons of... And it's a subscription. It's like a, like it's a monthly subscription with unlimited... Checkouts. Checkouts. So you don't have it. You don't own like, it. Like how Audible and Libre FM. It's one a month. Mm-mm. No. This okay. is like okay, Netflix. Subscription. Yes. It's oh, like Netflix okay. for, cool. for, for books. books. Oh. Yeah. I have to say I'm a huge fan Okay. Well, of I'm going to have to look it's into got that. A, you can, it's books and audiobooks. The books, you have to read them like in the app. You can't download it to yeah. a Kindle. So it's oh, a little that's tricky. Yeah, but yeah. I do a lot of audiobooks on Okay. Cool. But yeah, Scribd. I, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Uh-huh. Was that all your nonfiction, Jennifer? Oh, wasn't that plenty? Yes, that was a ton. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to belittle your time. Yeah, I just, <laughs> oh, I have six more, yeah. but we don't want. It's not <laughs> the Jennifer <laughs> show. Yeah, no. Meryl, what, tell me what right. you've been reading nonfiction. I have a bunch of nonfiction, I feel. Ooh, but, um, so one of my favorites has a terrible title. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but Sensible Shoes. But that's that's fiction. Well, no, gosh. Oh, it is bo- fiction. But it's both, sort okay, of. Okay, never mind. I'll scratch that. Okay, but I that's a good, like. What? what do you mean it's both? Well, <laughs> give them a teaser and then we'll come back. <laughs> it's just like, strike all this. <laughs> I forgot it was under, I had it the wrong section. Um, it is basically a book that is written by a woman who's a spiritual director. And she, it's about spiritual formation and spiritual discipline. But instead of just writing, like, a nonfiction book that are like, here are some spiritual disciplines. She sort of wrote a fiction story with characters around the... Like they're on a retreat. They're on a retreat. Uh, and and they okay. kind of go through this cool. retreat and mm-hmm. the disciplines. And um, 
anyway, I just loved it. But the, the nonfiction part of it, though, which is a good little segue, the nonfiction part, like, she'll have the story, mm-hmm. and then she'll have how-to Lectio Divina. I mean, yes. I, and it's the how-to. So that part is it's nonfiction. nonfiction. That's why I put it on my nonfiction yeah. list. I forgot it's actually fiction. <laughs> there's other, like, prayers and how to yeah. do even prayer. What I don't know, whatever they're called, even yes. song or something. I don't Things know. like that. Anyway, I really loved it, but that was actually fiction. Cool. Uh, I also really enjoyed The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John mm. Mark Comer. Just... Um, the, you know, ideas of Sabbath and solitude and silence and just time with the Lord and just looking at our lives today and how quickly those things get pushed mm-hmm. aside with just our busyness. And it's real practical. It has great ideas, but then also some real practical just how to implement this in your life sort of through baby steps and little mm-hmm. exercises and things to just sort of inc- decrease your hurry and increase just your time with the Lord. Hmm. Um, and then kind of a little bit on that same vein is the book Habits of Grace by David Mathis. It's another one about um, just, you know, the disciplines of grace. And it's also it's got short chapters with like sort of a practical exercise or just an idea in each chapter. And it's very approachable. It's very um, clear. I just I've really enjoyed it just to kind of refresher on you know, means of grace and using them in your life and really accessing that. Uh, those both sound awesome. They, I've really enjoyed both. Those. I know they we kind of have together. habits of grace in the library. Do we have? Ruthless? We don't have ruthless elimination of hurry. Okay. Uh, but okay. it's it's. I really that. enjoyed yeah. it. And he's also got like a workbook that you can download online that okay. kind of goes with it. Um, Something on my list, like in light of that, that I would love to read this summer, which we can talk about that at the end. Um, but Lisa Jensen recently posted about Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. Have you not read it yet? I've I've had it on my my desk literally for seven years. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You've been, been, been too busy to read it? <laughs> and I think I feel so embarrassed. I'm like, this book is like, look, seems so um, pertinent. Is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, because it's so pertinent, I'm like, I just can't do it. You know, like, <laughs> it's a really healthy, you know, mode just to keep sweeping things under the rug. Like it's, a, it's, it's another approachable yeah. theology. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I've read it a couple of times, once on my own and then once, you know, a small group that we did mm-hmm. it together as a Bible study. Um, it's really helpful. Yeah, it's on it's my real, list this It's summer, real so. honest, applicable, um, convicting, mm-hmm. but freeing. Yeah. Anyway, I need it to get to it. It'd be good for a mom with, like, three businesses and three children in her house. <laughs> <laughs> Always doing home renovation. Oh, my goodness. Oh, me. All right. What else, Meryl? Um, okay. <clears throat> last two. I didn't mean to make my list too long. But, no. Uh, all so, the recommendations. W- this is an old book, but it's called The Day the World Came to Town. And it's about 9-11 hmm. and all the planes that were flying oh. from Europe and had to go immediately land. And they all landed in Gander, Newfoundland. Mm. and mm-hmm. ended up having to stay there a week. And all the people went and stayed in people's houses. And it kind of just follows the stories of passengers and the people who lived in the town. And it just it kind of came across my, with the 20th anniversary last year, it came on my radar and I read it and I just absolutely loved it. It was just heartwarming and inspiring mm. and personal. It was really great. Isn't there a play? A th- the, come, the play Come From Away is yes, like kind yes. of loosely based on, okay. the, which I saw the play and then okay. went back and read the book. Because it was in Memphis recently. It was right? in Memphis this yeah. fall. Yeah. And it's just, it was a, you know, 
It's a great read, and I actually listened to that one, and it was really um, okay, enjoyable to, to listen to. And my last one, y'all talked about. I went back and looked. Y'all talked about this last year, but I'd have to put another plug in for Good Apple because it's, it's so good. Too good. It's oh, gonna be a man. great summer read mm-hmm. um, and a can, great graduation gift. A great graduation gift, I or love going that to college idea. gift. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So just it's been out a while, but mm-hmm. I have to plug Good Apple again. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It's what's like the modern Miss Darcy thing that came out yesterday, the summer reading guide. Yes. yes. I mean, we can put backlists on there. That's right. I love how she right? did that this year. I'm very appreciative. Yes. Check out that, appreciative. that list. It's yes. really I have it. good. I, I went through and read it yesterday, and I immediately, I wrote down all the ones that looked like I, something mm-hmm. I would read or stretch me a little bit and completely ignored the ones that I had <laughs> zero interest. Yes, same. In. Yeah. Same, same, same. But I did. I mean, she mm-hmm. had Bomb Shelter on there, mm-hmm. so I put that down, mm-hmm. and I added Miss You. Well, when I blink, I added Good Apple because mm-hmm. I am one of the six in Memphis who has not read it. Well, <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. Yes, I just wanted to bring that one up again. Yeah. Though, and the so. library has it. The library oh, yeah. has it. We, we have it. Yeah. We have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, cool. All right, Awesome. Well, let's talk about fiction. I'm like you, Jennifer, where I mainly read fiction all mm-hmm. the time, but especially the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, like, I was going through, like, books I've read recently, um, and I don't have a single Christian fiction book on here. Um, I've tried to, I try and read them mm-hmm. and I would love if y'all had some to give me different recommendations, some. but I like Francine. I loved Redeeming Love, you know, loved it, read it in high school, but I, she has this new ish book. I can't even remember the name, but it's a Regency era romance and y'all, I had to put it down. If y'all, <laughs> y'all, if y'all love the book, that uh, is great. It was not for me, but it was the only Francine uh, Rivers I have read is the Mark of the Lion series. Oh, that's and a then great her one. Marta, yeah. like the mother daughter pairing the Marta yeah. and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, just to preface this, is like I these books are not um, Christian fiction books, um, but they're wonderful. Um, I saw this meme. Um, that was saying, like, y'all need to read more fiction. Y'all are getting um, cranky and, you know, whatever. And it was, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we need more fiction in the world. I think Karen Swallow Pryor talks about that. Uh-huh. Um, but, okay, so I read The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein, and it was fabulous. I actually did a hybrid. I listened and I read this because I happened to have both formats anyway um and it was really good on audio but um it is based on back in oh goodness y'all I can't remember what decade or year it was but they used to send criminals Mm -hmm. um on a ship Mm -hmm. from England to Australia that's how they populated the country yes I had Mm -hmm. no idea Mm -hmm. so I learned love you know love learning a lot through fiction you know it's great so anyway it follows um women that have been some of them convicted of a crime they did commit and a lot of them on crimes they did not commit Mm -hmm. um and there is some um some violence in it so you know trigger warning for that but overall like it was wonderful like a clean book i was hooked she's a great writer yes what else has she written do you remember she wrote i can't i think view of the world maybe it's the this the fictionalized story behind andrew wyeth's christina's world painting 
Okay. She's on the ground looking up at the house in the far distance. Mm -hmm. So it's a, that's a great book. Okay. I'll have to, to add that to Mm -hmm. my list because I really, this is my first one I've read by her and I really enjoyed it. Um, I also read, um, speaking of season passes, Kate Quinn has a new book out. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't remember if we talked about the Rose Code last year. I don't, I don't. It might've been after. No, I think we did did. because it came out spring break. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Go check out the Rose Code if you haven't read it yet, but the, her new one's called The Diamond Eye, mm-hmm. and it is historical fiction, uh, World War One female sniper, based on a true story, wild that that it happened, and I could not put it down. I mean, I it's a thick book, and I probably read it in two or three pages, Thanks. and I was... Um, two or three pages, two, two or three days. And, um, and I wasn't on vacation. Like, I just, like, had to sit down and read it. No clean clothes, no, no good food, yeah, yeah, no everything. No, got no. It. I, I gave it all to Sam, my husband. I was like, yeah, sorry, I've got <laughs> I've to read, read this. this book. Yeah, so it was fabulous. Loved it. Um, and then I read my first Toni Morrison yeah. um, this year. I read Resuscitif, I think is how you say it. It's a, um, that's a French word. For something I should know. Sorry, I didn't look it up. But it's a very small. It's a, a short story book. Um, you could read it in, you know, an hour, like over a lunch. You could read it, um, and it is from the point of view of two women, and their um, their their race is ambiguous on purpose. Like at some points, you're like, oh, you know she's african-american or she's caucasian Ah. and and anyway it's it's really good um have y'all read any tony morrison i don't think i have i haven't yeah i'm looking at the goodreads like rundown just to see if they say what recitative means (laughs) yeah maybe we can it says morrison herself described the story as an experiment and the removal of all racial codes from a narrative yes about Hmm. two characters of different races for whom racial identity is crucial yes yeah it was really interesting and like i said super short so um you know quick read or or quick listen to Um, super short you know what goodread says it's 19 pages yeah holy cow it really is super short yeah yeah, okay so you know anyway pick it up from yeah the no mid- excuses people yeah, yeah uh, that's right pages yeah so first tony morrison i might read another one at some point hopefully um okay and then i have a few more fun books so i've been really into quirky characters recently mm-hmm. quirky fiction so two of them finley donovan i can't remember if i mentioned this last year <gasps> yes, or not i read that and loved it also. okay yeah so there's a new one out um so the the first one was finley donovan knocks him dead um and i y'all, i can't remember what the second one is but just if you look up finley donovan it still has her name in the title yeah. yes it's killing it killing it that's it thank you thank you um so both of them were so good just fun um and funny this yes. was what we all need. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one, uh, that's by Elle Casamano, um, Finley Donovan. And then another quirky female character book is called The Maid by Nita Prose. Um, and it's a suspense, like, thriller, but not scary, which is good. Some, you know, sometimes those suspense thrillers, like, keep me up at night. This is just suspense but funny quirky i think there is a little bit of language in the maid um but it was really really good i enjoyed that one um and then lastly last book um i read so many beginnings by bethany c morrow um and she there's a whole series of 
of retellings um, where they've changed, like, you know, Pride and Prejudice to be set. um, I I can't remember if the Pride and Prejudice one is maybe with Asian characters. I can't quite remember. Uh India? Was it in India? Oh, it might be in India. Oh, there's a whole series of them. It's on my list. I'll talk about it in audiobooks. Okay, perfect. So this one. Bethany who? Morrow. Morrow. Is the one. So the one I read, So Many Beginnings, is a little women's retelling. Um, Yes. And it it was so Is it new? Maybe. I read it um, in February, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if it just came I out or not. I feel like I just... Anyway. Yeah. So many beginnings. Yeah. No. Well, it came out in September. Okay. Yes. Yeah, this go. is in the modern Miss Darcy... Oh, it is? Yes. That's why it sounds okay. familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many beginnings. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. really enjoy that. Okay. okay. What what fiction have y'all read? Meryl, you want to take it? Sure. <clears throat> um, okay. So a couple that I've read from the library... That have been plug, plug for the library some <laughs> Christian fiction. One was called Meet Me in the Margins, and it was just a fun rom-com. Basically, a girl has a – she works as an editor, but she's written a manuscript, and somebody starts leaving notes in the margins of the manuscript, and at first it makes her mad, but then she realizes they're actually good suggest- – like it's making the book better. And so they're going back and forth, so it's sort of a um, – You've got mail type, oh, kind of cute. falling in love with without oh, knowing who they are, mm-hmm. who the other person is. Because it's all secretive. I need to read that, it's, y'all. It's really, uh, it's okay. just a fun, enjoyable. It's sweet. It okay. was sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also read Chasing Sha- Chasing Shadows by Lynn Austin. Um, I really like Lynn Austin. She wrote Chronicles of the King, which I read last year, which is a um, like a fictional retelling of Hezekiah, and okay. it was so great. Um, and this one is a takes place during World War II in Holland, and just through the re- the resistance and you know not being occupied, it was very good. Um, yeah, it's fun to have books like that because most I feel like most of the World War II stories are France, mm-hmm. France, 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 France. So it's France. just a little different. Uh-huh. It just kind of because I have the, one on my list to talk about that was Germany. Yeah, there you go. So just kind of a different point of view. So yeah. I really enjoyed that one, um, and then. The Jane Austen Society. This was not for the library, but I also really enjoyed that. That is on my list to read this summer. I loved it. And actually, okay, I good. listened to it, and the audio was excellent. Okay. It was a great Ooh, narrator. Good was to it know. a British narrator? It was a British narrator. So <gasps> I love a nice British check, narrator check, check. in my headphones. Yeah. Um, and then I read a lot of mystery and crime and suspense. Yeah, yeah. And so one of those that's um, fun was the Thursday Murder Club. And okay. I also listened to that on audio. It's also British, and it was excellent. But okay. it's and it has a um, sequel that came out this year, I think, called um, "The Man Who Died Twice." Mm. Those were great. It's a um, it's some people in a retirement home who like solve a murder. <laughs> so they're very, oh. talk about quirky characters. Oh, I think you've got that. some quirky characters. It's really yes. fun. Um, and then uh, these are really old, but if you like a, a, a gentle mystery or something like a kind mm-hmm. of a spy adventure, the Mrs. Polyfax books, Ooh. they were like the first one was written in the 60s. They're very old, but it's a woman who's like a retired widow who kind of accidentally joins the CIA. <laughs> and they're just, they're fun, but they're also like a spy thriller. You know, they're just a, it's a great beach. I love beach the name. Read. Mrs. Polyfax. Okay. Yeah. I love the fact that she accidentally joined yeah. the scene. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's great. It's, yeah. it's like Finley Donovan. Yeah. It is. Yes. It is kind of yes. like that. So they're really fun. Like I said, they are mm-hmm. old books, but mm-hmm. they're really fun to read. And it's a whole series. And then one other, another just a really old fiction that I have, one of my favorites is 84 Charing Cross Road. 
Oh, <laughs> yes. I listened to that sometime. It was really anyway, good. Yes. It's super uh-huh. short. If you're looking for just a quick, again, you could probably read it, you know, in a sitting. Um, but it's just a, it's a favorite. And if you love books or reading, it's a great, it's a great book. So I always come uh-huh. back to that sometimes when I'm in a slump. That's fun. So you combine right. 84 Cherry and Crossroad with Recessative, whatever. And That's there right. You've you got have like an afternoon. Basically, break, yeah. yeah, enough pages to make one book. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. For all you non-readers out there. What about you, Jennifer? Um, fiction. Okay, so I've talked about this book so many times in the past year that I've I had to go back and double check when I read it because I thought surely I had talked about it on the podcast, but I hadn't. This Tender Land by William Kent Kruger. Mm. Oh, I mean, I read or I listened to Ordinary Grace and was blown away. So, And then I read This Tender Land. There's just between that book and Peace Like a River by Leif Inger, which is like 20 years old, those two writers can say so much with so few words, just... It's for for me. My favorite books are well crafted. I I mean, just give me beauty through writing, and I'm sold. And those two men, I mean, just that and throw Amor Tolls. I mean, these are mm. books I will read with a highlighter. I will highlight the fiction. I will write, highlight the sentences, <laughs> just because they're they're just they're artistic. I mean, they're just mm. great. Anyway, this tender land. It's um. I feel like that, The Peace Like a River and The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls kind of are all in the same vein in that they're coming of age pretty much in the earlier part of the 20th century um, in mid-America. And it's just like um, just these beautiful little stories of teenage guys facing some really hard things that they shouldn't have to deal with, but how they handle it and how they grow to understand what it is to be a man and what it is to be a brother, what it is to be um, just decent mm. and kind. Anyway, those are three great stories, This Tenderland, Peace Like a River, and The Lincoln Highway. Now, I will say Peace Like a River, that is Christian fiction. Mm-hmm. So if you have you read that one? I, read, I okay. actually read it in high school, and I mean I should reread it though. You um, should as an adult, maybe. Yeah, yep. Maybe. Where I might understand yeah. more or just appreciate it more. But maybe. I remember really liking it in high school. Yeah. So um, I just finished Virgil Wander, which I think maybe was the second one he wrote, like ten years after Peace Like a River. Same exquisite writing. I just didn't love the story as much. Like Peace okay. Like a River, the story was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Virgil Wander read it. It read more like Jaber Crow. More like, mm-hmm. you know, an older guy looking at his life kind of before and after and very reflective, still exquisite writing, just wasn't as much of a story. Right, right. Um, what else did I read? Ragged Edge of Night by Olivia Hawker, World War Two, Germany. And, hmm. you know, I think for a number of years I ate up everything World War II France like everybody else did. But then it just kind of gets to the point where you're reading the book and you know what the battle is going to do. And, you know, yeah. it just kind of doesn't here before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel so fresh. So no. this was interesting because it's hard to, to remember that just because someone was German didn't mean they supported the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And so this was a priest or f- I don't actually think he was a priest. He was some vein of a Roman Catholic monk-type person who he didn't 
work in a, church, a cathedral. He was a teacher of special needs children. Mm-hmm. And in the Nazi philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, there were no more special needs children. And so he, they closed his school and he was um, left solo. He answers an ad in a paper of a woman, a widow who has three children and a farm. And she's like, look, I need a husband. No romance at all. I just need come marry me, live in my barn, help me with this huge farm because she's required to, like, provide food mm. for the army, et cetera. But she can't do it on her own with three children. Anyway, it's sort of a tale of that plus German resistance and how they – um, it was almost like French resistance, but it was happening in Germany, too. So that was unique. I hadn't read anything like that before, so I really enjoyed that. And the writing style was great for that one. And then I got really turned on to Matt Haig. Mm-hmm. I, had n- I mean, I read Midnight Library. Mm-hmm. Is that the right oh. one? Loved that one. Loved Midnight Library. Have we talked, have we talked about this? We may have last okay. year because I read it, like, in okay. the spring of last year. Okay. So I went back and I did How to Stop Time. That was good, too. I think he might be a little magical realism kind of a thing, which is not really my genre, but the way he tells a story kind of pulls me in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's become a joke in our family that Scott loves science fiction and all that kind of stuff, and I loathe and hate it. And I read one book this year that involved a... um, a closet in a bookstore where um, if you entered it, you traveled in time. And I told him about it. And then I read this one, which has some magical realism, too. And now Scott is convinced that I am all in. On the cusp. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on the things that could not possibly happen in real life kind mm-hmm. of stories. Yeah. And then, of course, like everybody else, Emily Henry. I read all three of hers mm-hmm. last year. They're just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Catherine Center. I don't know if anybody. Mm-hmm. Did you see... That she has a new book coming yes, out. Yes, and I'm so excited. The Bodyguard. I yes. love her. Oh, yes. I do, too. I, I do, too. Out. I don't, like, because I haven't read it, I can't recommend it. But I <laughs> loved both of her, her first two. Oh, Catherine Center? You mean her first, like, eight? Oh, no. I oh, think I've you? only read two. Oh, honey. The red one and the blue one. Okay, um. so this is what I love about Catherine Center. She'll have a story, and she'll have another story, and then she'll put out a little bitty, like, novella that links the two together. Oh, wow. It is so fun. And I can't think of all of them. I think there's like how to walk away things and to things save in a to save in yeah. a fire. Well, what connects them is this little bitty novella called The Girl in the Plane. Oh. And it's the firefighter who rescues yes. her, uh-huh. reaches out to the physical therapist and says, look, I know you're not working with these patients anymore, but I've got one that you need to work with. Interesting. It's just fun. And she does okay. that again with, what was, there was a book, the, the thrift, book. like you told me to go to thrift books <laughs> and I finally got it. I can't remember what it's called, but that was one of her first. And then um, what you ask for and then what connects them is the guy at the wedding. So okay. they're just fun. It's like little book cousins with yeah. a hinge that joins them together. I love that. I'm going to have to look mm-hmm. into that because I've only read her most recent two, oh, I yeah. guess. And mm-hmm. then there's like The Lost Husband, which... Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place, I don't know, somewhere like Austin or something. And most of her stuff is Texas. Yeah. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. I but there's other be. ones too. But yeah, yeah, she's really fun. And mm-hmm. yeah, Bodyguard's coming out. I'm yeah. excited. I think that's Yay. July. So I have a question. Um, and I feel like we even talked about this last year, but um, I can't remember. But I would love for some sort of resource to, um, what's the right word? Not rate, but 
say like if a book is appropriate oh right Um, yeah yeah so like for example there's this instagram handle that does it for movies and tv shows called common sense media Mm -hmm. have you do you know them Mm -hmm. um and i I, do not but i'm adding it into my instagram right now it is helpful and but i feel like like i think last year you might have shared some things and they mostly do um christian books like they'll like talk about christian books and whatnot and i i really wish there was in you know, I should just maybe do it, but I'm just not. Go- I'm just, <laughs> I just am not going to. But um, isn't there that thinking that if the Lord lays something on yeah. your heart that you really are mm-hmm. desperate to find and you can't mm-hmm. find it? That yeah. it's so. Your for job? example, I read, um, I listened to Dune. I finally finished, and I was thinking about, like, I was like, I wonder if I should talk about Dune in this podcast today. And then I was like trying to remember kind of what happened in that book because it's been a while since I've read it, and I wish there was like a quick like like link to be like there were some you know open door scenes or there was language or there was you know i wish there was like some do y'all know of any like accounts that do that i don't i mean i'm thinking of imdb that where you go down to the bottom and it's like profanity and adult situations etc and they rate that but for books yeah no, that would be very helpful. I know. That Somebody out there started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tend to find myself falling in love with a story and then getting to a, a spot in the book where I'm like, totally unexpected, flip, 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 yep, flip, yep, flip yep. you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could have done without that. And yeah. But you don't know until, yeah, right. you're in you're, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not one to put a book down. Yeah, I know. I have to find, I'm, I get invested. Okay, get what, invested. Are y'all, um, what are y'all reading now? Right now, I am reading, I have... I just love Scott Sauls. I am mm-hmm. reading Befriend, which is not new. Yeah, it's it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of helpful for me because, you know, with all the love your neighbor, parish, outreach, all kind of stuff, there are a lot of good resources to turn to. Um, and if you're curious about any of them, come see me in the library. I'll <laughs> put some good resources in your hand. But with Befriend, it's like, how to love the people you're not necessarily drawn to, Hmm. how to love the hurting, how to love the grieving, how to love those that struggle with their sexual identity, how to love, you know, insert different type of situation. And so it's just helpful. They're short chapters. Um, He he intends for you to read one chapter a day. Um, Marilyn and I are both reading The Horse and His Boy because that is what... Uh, Camp Narnia. Camp Narnia oh, next week. So fun. Yeah. We're How, now, what age does that start? You know, they need to be a, a capable reader. Like be able to read, read. Narnia. Yeah, okay. because they if they kind of read in the round. You're given a okay. part. Like mm-hmm. they put the book in your hand for Bree the horse or they put the book in your hand for Erebus or Shasta. Mm-hmm. And at, at, when it's your turn, you read the highlighted. I see. So, okay. So I don't know, first grade to fifth or Whatever. sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Saints and Scoundrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about right. you? Mary? Talk about. Well, I was gonna say I have a, I have a kids' corner when we get into the talk about what you're reading now, and then okay. I'll get yeah. to it because I don't really. I read whatever comes off my hold list on the Kindle. Oh, do I don't you? have a play in. I just whatever pops up in my Kindle. That's what I read next. I I'm such it. a moody reader. It'll pop same. up, and I'm not in the mood to read it, so I just return it. Same, same, same. Yeah. Okay. No, I kind of go with the flow. You are flexible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm reading. Um, the Marvelers by Danielle Clayton. It's a middle grade fiction. And I was told by Annie B. Jones, um, who does the bookshelf in mm-hmm. Georgia. Georgia, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a, a really great podcast called From the Front Porch um, that I 
always listen to on Thursdays, that it is um, similar to, like she's saying, that it's very similar to Harry Potter. And, you know, people say this about so many books over the past 20 years, however long it's been since Harry Potter has come out. And so I'm always so skeptical. Mm. Um, This book is so good. Good. It is so good. Um, It has... Uh, much more diversity than Harry oh, Potter has. Okay. Um, and I, I like cannot wait to be back. Like I can't wait until we're done recording and I can be back with the Marvelers in that world. <laughs> um, yes, it is like just Will good. it be a series? Yes, it's okay. the first one in okay. a series. Um, Ooh, yeah, so good. anyway, I recommend it'd be really fun for um, your kids this summer. You know, um, it's, fun. yeah, there's not, you know, and I, this is similar to Harry Potter. Like, there wasn't viol- that much violence until a little bit later on in the series. This first book so far, I have probably, like, 50 pages left. There's not been, like, too much violence or scary. It's a lot of world building. Um, so, yeah, I really recommend. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm reading right now. Well, great. That's mm-hmm. a great segue yeah. into... So you were saying the world, we need to read more fiction. I think we need more kidlit. That is my yes! favorite thing to read is kidlit. And there was just a post on the Gospel Coalition about why adults should read. And it mm-hmm. said, um, kidlit can offer redemptive plot lines and hopeful happy endings to encourage us on weary days. So mm. if you're feeling weary, oh. this is a great category. I love that. Yes. And so these books are great to read to your kids, with your kids. But I also encourage adults just to read mm-hmm. kidlit. It is it is uplifting. And, know. you know, they're often mm-hmm. Short and quick, especially if you're in a slump, mm-hmm. it's a great way to get out of a slump. So I have have a long list. I'll edit. I'll edit cool. as I go. But um, please don't edit. My first that I just recommend over and over again is it's the Incorrigible Children of Ashton Place series that we, we have, have in the we library. Do have that one. Okay. We have it in the library. They, it's a six-book series. They are hysterical. It's very much in the plucky orphan vein of, uh-huh. you know, books. And they 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 would be a great read-aloud or audio book if you're on a car trip this summer. They are, they have, like, inside jokes that run through the whole series. And it is, it is hilarious. And really, you know, adventure and mystery and all that. Um, the Wingfeather Saga by Andrew mm. Peterson is great. Uh, the Green Ember series by S.D. Smith is mm. great. Um, there's a new-ish trilogy, I think, out uh, the Wilder King trilogy. The first one's Bark of the Bagal by Jonathan Rogers. It's sort of based on the life of King David. Oh, wow. oh. But it's more of a kid's adventure. It's it's really good. So we it's have, a Christian. It's and we Christian, have it. yeah. Okay. These are okay. all these first ones I've just mm-hmm. met, mentioned are all in the library. And so, okay. yes, come check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a new book this year called A Place to Hang the Moon, which was wonderful about kids being evacuated from London during the Blitz. Mm-hmm. And it was mm. very sweet and great. Um, another plug that I will over and over again is say The Hiding Place. If, you know, if you've oh, never man. read it or if it's been a long time, revisit mm. The Hiding Place and read it with your you know, older elementary to middle school kids. Um, mm. You just you can't read it enough times. And we have a new version in the library that is a visual hiding place that's the text of the book but with pictures of the house mm-hmm. and the clock shop and Corey's family and Amsterdam and you know it's got lots of it feels kind of like um an easier way to read it with like younger kids and I yes. don't want to say younger kids like first graders you do not need to be reading the right 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 first graders. but especially but just to hold attention <laughs> yes, you know as you're reading it. if you want to see it's fun to kind of yes See the pictures and kind of get a yes. visual to go along with it. And have y'all, fun. so I haven't seen this yet, but my dad just, he messaged me this a couple days ago. There's a new documentary on, let's see if I can tell what this is on. 
prom. Corey Ten Boom, A Faith Undefeated. <gasps> no. It's, I can't it wait. says it's 59 minutes. It's not new, 2013. Okay. But he hey. just texted it to <laughs> New to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he recommended it. Oh, so that's fun. Yeah. Good. There's a package deal there. There, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a couple of others that are just great again. For adults to read, or these would be all great audiobooks on a car trip. That's is, what um, everybody needs right now is the audiobooks for a car trip. That, there yes. you go. The yes. Penderwicks is wonderful. Mm. The Great Brain series is really fun, especially if you've got um, boys. It's about three brothers growing up in Utah, like in the ni- early 1900s, who, you know, hijinks ensue. And so it's very, it's really fun. I especially recommend that to like reluctant boy readers. It's, they're really fun. Um, All of a Kind Family is another just a great family story that's a series uh, about kind of a turn-of-a-century family, too, that's, you know, these are just mm-hmm. wonderful, redemptive arc mm-hmm. stories. Um, and lastly, The Voyage of the Sparrowhawk is another one that came out this year that's a new book that um, is really it was just really wonderful. So those are some of my kid lit recommendations. I can't wait for to get all those. ages. Okay. That is the void that the podcast has been missing yes, for I four know. years. I know because we. I'm not quite. My oldest is six. Right. And so, so you're not quite. I'm not. Yeah. And then you know my younger two. They won't quite listen to an audiobook yet. Yeah. They're three and four. Um, and anyway, but we're almost there. You're, you're so I'm excited. Close. You're getting yeah. close. It yeah. is a fun, yeah. fun time. And just we are the. Library's putting out a summer reading guide. It's going to have a lot of the books we've talked about on it and some kid Are you all going to have a PDF? There will be a PDF. Ooh. Oh, I've already been in communications. <laughs> it uh, will be linked in our show notes here. <laughs> Y'all are fancy. We and are so, so fancy. Yeah. It's, you know, we're going to have, I'll put everything we've talked about today in there, but then it's yeah. just other, you know, family recommendations, oh, all kinds great. of fiction. We are your fiction. go-to resource for yeah. fun, happy escapes. I'm going to pass my crown to y'all. <laughs> Send it with chocolate. <laughs> Um, okay, I have one more plug I wanted to give too. So, two PC member Jen Devine has been. Oh, yeah, we're at, we bought it yesterday. Okay, she's been working on this um, family devotional. And so, um, speaking of the phase that I'm in, so the Jesus Storybook Bible is wonderful. Loved it, but we are a little bit at the point where we, um, my, especially my oldest, we need something a little bit more, but. Maybe, like, we're not sitting and actually, like, reading mm-hmm. through Exodus together, mm-hmm. you know, with Archer. You something between. Yes, between. Anyway, this is it. So it's called Cover to Cover, The Story of the Eternal King from Genesis to Revelation. Um, and it comes out. Is it out? Well, I ordered it yesterday. Okay. And yeah. we'll have it whenever the U.S. mail brings it okay, to us. Okay, I ordered it from the website mm-hmm. uh, from yeah. the online mm-hmm. um, yesterday as well. So. Cover to Cover Book dot net. net. If yes. you would like your own pos- your own copy, yes. cover to coverbook.net. And, and it looks wonderful. And the library mm-hmm. will have it, and the bookmark will have it, I too, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah I um, so y'all run out and go get mm-hmm. a copy, because I think it's going to be wonderful. I yes. think so. Mm-hmm. I trust the divines. Yes, for sure. Yeah. They're wonderful. Um, can we talk about audiobooks for just a second? Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, I learned through, let's go, let's circle back to Sensible Shoes. Yes. Oh, Okay, so it's a four-book series. It came, like, we had a patron who was like, y'all have got to have this series. It is so, 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 so good. So we bought it, and I think you took them home and, like, read them. Like, mm-hmm. I think you devoured the them in, like, three days. I did. I like, really liked all them. four books. <laughs> and I opted to scribd audiobook them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two different experiences. Meryl loved them. 
I thought they were Hallmark and was not a fan. <laughs> and another church member agreed with Meryl, who, and she also read them as a book. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk in the three of us. Um, and we decided that it was the narrator that makes the difference. Isn't that crazy? I did not enjoy the books because I think the narrator made it sound like Hallmark movies. Hmm. And so and that did not really come through the pages, I felt like it, you know. Yeah. 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 So interesting. That, that like interesting? a narrator can definitely uh-huh. make it. It could definitely break. make yeah. or break it for sure. Uh-huh. It can make or break it. Yeah. Like so Charles Martin, I have audio booked a bunch of Charles Martin. And he has two different narrators. And the one that sounds like a 70s like seventies music DJ, I do not enjoy. <laughs> the one that sounds like a 32-year-old, like, stockbroker, that, those are good to listen to. It's just, <laughs> it's interesting how the sounds of their voices really impact listening to the story. Uh-huh. It definitely does. And uh-huh. so, yeah, and, you know, anyway, so it was just, it was funny that that came out. Like, I'm listening right now to a Lynn Austin that was probably recorded 20 years ago, and I've been listening to it now for two weeks. I have to keep putting it down because the narrator so is driving me oh, goodness. bonkers. Goodness. It's a book we have in the library, so I'll go pick it up and read it. But right. it's just interesting to me. It never uh-huh. occurred to me. The listening, the, the experience, either yes. listening or reading, can really mm-hmm. impact how you, yes. how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah, they're either well done or they're totally a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm so I'm alert. Like when you say you listened to the Jane Austen Society, because the that, British it makes a difference. narrator yeah. makes a difference. Definitely. So so I'm trying to also pay attention when somebody recommends an audiobook, not do just you pay the book. attention to like for example the narrator that you did, you didn't like. Do you know who that is now? So you won't listen. Oh, to the it Charles again? Martin one. Yes, I do. Okay, I will yeah. just read those ones. Yes, I will. <laughs> and, and I, I have also them. found when I really enjoy a book. That I'll look up the narrator and just find other books that they yeah, have read. That's a good idea. Whether I know what mm-hmm. they are, because yeah. often you'll have a great listening experience, right. you know, if, the, yeah. if it's a great narrator. So, yeah. And I really enjoy the ones, and I know this is probably really expensive, but I love the ones where there's a male and a female narrator. So you're getting two different instead of the female who sometimes has to lower her voice and sound like a man. Yeah. Or the man <laughs> who has to raise his voice and sound like a woman, I find I enjoy the double ones yeah. so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes so. sense. Seems like it'd be distracting. For the you, I mean, you kind of get used yeah. to it as you're okay. listening to the story, uh-huh. but then when you get to a story that has the two different voices, it's so much more enjoyable. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Good just notes. throwing that out there. Yeah. Yep. Do y'all so. have anything else? Any other audiobooks? I'd I think I talked about that as we went. I know. I think ones? I did go yeah. to the ones that yeah. I did on audio. Yeah. I, you know, I did find, I, tr- I, I tried to audiobook a lot of nonfiction. I just can't audiobook the nonfiction very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, it feels like they're saying, I'm not aud- auditory. Yeah. And maybe if you're auditory, the audiobooks for the nonfiction are great. But for me, being visual, I just, I do better fiction, audiobooks. Nonfiction, yeah. hold mm-hmm. it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. It has been fun. Yes. I've got lots of things now. I'm, I'm gonna go uh-huh. read. I, I know. Can't wait. I need to add to my list. Yes. We're um, yeah, we're about to go to the beach. So I'm gonna add some of these Good. new ones that y'all shared uh-huh. to the beach. Yep. Go um, swing by yeah. the bookmark. Go swing by novel. Yeah. Picture downloads. Yeah. And I might even look some of the ones you mentioned, Meryl. I might see if Archer. Can my, he's six? Um, yeah, he's a he's a uh, good reader. Um, oh yeah, yeah definitely. To see some if he would be... is old enough or 
skilled enough or whatever to to maybe pick up one of those. Oh, for the beach. I think so. For mm-hmm. sure. That would be fun. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been fun. It's I been know. Fun. Thank y'all for yeah. including I'm me. I'm so this year. glad you did that. I know. I you added. Y'all. Yes. I love that I get yes. to jump in this year. I know. Yes. You're not ever allowed to leave the library. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I know. I will chain you to the chair. <laughs> well, happy so. reading, everyone. Happy, happy reading, reading, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>